The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. It's 3.06 on a Thursday That's afternoon. Right. Nailed it. And uh, an- time for another edition of Fit After 40. It is Grant Fedork from Leading Edge Physiotherapy checking in. Hey, Grant. Hey. We should probably mention Guys. right now, because it takes time for people to act upon this. Our phone number, if you want to talk to Grant, is 496-0063. 496-0063 or text us at 630-630. And I'll keep an eye on the text page. Because you always get questions, but usually you get 20 of them yeah. in the last 10 seconds. Yeah, right? and I love answering questions, so let me have it. I'll do my best to First answer First off, where'd them you get your time. puffy jacket? Uh, yeah, good question. <laughs> I, I've got a bit of a shopping addiction. so uh, well, I assumed you just got off a boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, these are, they do act as life preservers. Uh, do they this, really? No, no, oh. I wish that they did when <laughs> I fall in the water. But no, no, uh, I don't know where I got this one. It's perfect for honest. this time of year. To yeah, it looks great on you. Thank you, guys. You were. I was at. I was at a. Uh, I know we're going to talk about injuries in a second, but give me a second to talk about some charity I was at last night. Oh. Uniquely me. You have a fantastic uh, little fashion show. What a show. great fashion show! Shout out to those guys and um, congratulations to Edmonton Down Syndrome Society for putting yeah. on just an amazing night. And we had just a great time. What so, a hoot! It's always tons of fun, and Joey Moss is always like uh, one you of the can't get him off the stage. You should see him. <laughs> There's video of it on Twitter right now, and if you get a chance to to check it out, he is he's walking that catwalk like nobody's <laughs> oh, business. Yeah. You couldn't you could not get him off the stage <laughs> if you tried. In fact, he he owned it. He was he walked out there with just two beautiful models, and he didn't even care that they were up there with him. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. He 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 definitely did. Uh, I think it was the helm. The helm and, was. And you said that was for the Edmonton Down Syndrome Society. You got. It. That's who we raised money for. I was going to say uh, that was your charity show. of choice yeah. for the Up to Comedy yeah. Festival. So we doubled up and we went to their, their nice. night last night. It was great. All right. We want to talk about uh, lower back disc injuries. Mm. Right. Well, fit after 40. If you're uh, if you're making it that long, you're probably <laughs> going to have uh, <laughs> some problems with your discs. So, so what ha- is it just a, a process of aging that the, I always call it just the goo in between it all just starts to shrink? Yeah, so there's a few different things that can happen. So just for those listening out there, you've got the bones of your back, the vertebra. They're separated by uh, a cartilaginous or fibrous type tissue called the disc, the intervertebral vertebral disc. And in the middle of that, if you picture it, it's basically like tree rings mm-hmm. and it's it's a fibrous tissue. And then in the middle of it, it's got like a three-dimensional ball of jello uh, or jelly. And that in the the structure provides a few important things one it separates the vertebra provides cushioning and it also basically um, allows for proper movement in the spine that's where you get the the motion forward and backward as an example so what can go wrong is like you described they do definitely wear down due to gravity and aging and disease process so the space can get narrower and as the the vertebra get closer and closer together as we shrink I guess is the best way to describe it we're no 
longer as tall as we are as we get older. Mm. As that space narrows, then sometimes what can happen if it gets too narrow is it can create a process called stenosis where the nerves don't no longer have as much space to exit out the sides. So that's the type of a problem if you're out there and you might have stenosis, you might get numbness and tingling down your leg or legs. Often it's on both sides when that happens. Usually those kind of problems will get worse when you stand, walk, run, that type of a thing. That's what's going to bring on that type of a symptom. Now the most, one of the more common things that people hear about is the term herniated discs. And this is one of the things I wanted to talk about today, slipped discs. And they don't slip. They don't <laughs> slip anywhere. There's, it's not like these things go out. They don't go out for dinner. They don't go out for a walk. What can happen is how I describe that ball of jello in the middle as we wear and we have damage to those discs, little tears or fissures can form in them. And if they form to the outer wall of it, that ball of jello can start to escape and cause pressure outward against the nerve. And when that happens, if you're having a herniated disc, if it, if it occurs in the backward and outward direction, then it's going to cause, and it can cause not just pain and spasm, but numbness and tingling as well. And this is when people say, I have sciatica. And I say, well, there's lots of causes of sciatica. It's just a description of numbness down your leg, but what's causing it. And if it's an intervertebral disc herniation, then typically those types of problems, if you're out there suffering from that, they're going to be problems that get worse with sitting, bending, squatting, crouching, anything where you put a lot of flexion on your spine. And that's typically what's going to occur with there. I am oversimplifying it on purpose, just so people have a general idea of what can go wrong with those discs. So Grant, you're suggesting that it's possible for you to get shorter? Yeah, it is. You know, I used to be 6'3". I've, I've degenerated faster than wow. most. 5'6 today. Uh, but no, it, it, it is. It's a it's a fact when you actually, if you if you started measuring yourself from the time you reach your peak height, which depending on your, if you're male or a female, but call it around 18 years old mm-hmm. in that age group, and then you measure yourself into your 60s and 70s, you'll lose height. You, It's huh. simple. <laughs> But it's not just an aging thing. No, I, I, no. I, 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 I call it, it wasn't blown. I herniated my disc doing burpees on a medicine Correct. ball. It was during an exercise, and I right. remember the moment it happened. It felt yeah. like I'd been shot in the back. Right. And uh, and it's been an ongoing process for I don't know ten ten years now. Yeah. Hasn't needed surgery. But it, there can be that time when you end up having to look at surgery. Correct, and so and when this and it, it is it can happen because of trauma and most yeah. common um, cause of a posterior lateral her disc herniation is bending and twisting. And so that motion, and especially if you add weight to it, or if it's repetitive, if you're doing a lot of it over and over, or if you have a job or a, a sport where you do a lot of bending, yeah. it'll put an increased likelihood of you developing that type of a problem. And back to your comment about surgery, there was a time when that seemed to be the way to approach it. We know now that that's not necessarily needed in every case. There are circumstances when it is an emergent type of a problem. So those are the ones when people lose bowel or bladder function. So as an example, yeah, um, and as well, if you get what we call saddle anesthesia, which means total numbness in your groin area, those are indications that there might be enough of a, of a 
problem there that it's compressing the what's called the cauda equina, part of your spinal cord mm. that is very important, plays an important role for maintaining um, your bowel and bladder function, needs to be dealt with right away, and that is an emergent case. Um, the, the presence of weakness in the leg or the example of a drop foot where the foot just drops doesn't necessarily indicate surgery. Um, they can be managed conservatively. They do take time. It is one of the good reasons why nowadays when you see somebody and you go through all of the process, the fact that it's not right away isn't a bad thing. People often think because they're in so much severe pain, I need surgery tomorrow. And in fact, the re- part of our process, we know that that's not necessarily the case. So if you're having to wait to see a surgeon mm-hmm. or you're, it's taking time, it's not a panic situation because oftentimes with treatment and other things that we can do today, it's not never, you, you ultimately might not need surgery at all. On our texting line, a uh, listener wants to know, I had tingling in my legs for quite some time, but I lost weight and it went away. Is that a coincidence or did the weight loss do it? Lots of different ways to answer that question. Um, just the presence of tingling alone in the legs doesn't necessarily only imply the spine. There can be other causes from disease processes like diabetes, mm-hmm. as an example, uh, peripheral vascular disease or diseases of the arteries. Now, that being said, somebody who does have uh, considerable, uh, is has a lot of weight on them, it does play a role with the spine because of the compressive forces that it plays, weakness of the, you know, the core that everybody talks about, which is just for those listening, what we're talking about when you hear about the core is what we're talking about is a combination of the muscles that act in the abdominal region and the back working together at the right time to provide support for the spine. And as we lose weight and we can gain some of that strength, certainly it can play a role with with reducing numbness in the legs for this person. So possibly is the answer. 316. Let's take a quick sure. break here. There's lots more questions and uh, answers coming in from, uh, you know, from Grant Fedork. I uh, also want to know about just some of those simple exercises. Absolutely. If there are, if you're having that back pain, that leg pain, because boy, they can be a lifesaver. You bet. Right after this. from Leading Edge Physio joining us in studio this afternoon. It's Fit After 40. We're talking about uh, lower back uh, disc injuries and the challenge of, uh, of dealing with those. Uh, Grant, there are lots of different ways that people turn to treating uh, something like this. I know they, so we have questions about traction beds. I know yep. you have that lovely gizmo yep. machine that kind of does that slight pull apart. Well, I don't even know what it's called, but I love every minute of it. Yep. Um, and, and those things help. They're all little things that go towards helping. There's a number of different yeah. ways to treat it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's different for everybody. Yeah. I mean, and that's an important thing to say just because you have one person's disc problem isn't the same yeah. as the next person's disc problem. They can happen at different levels of the spine and based on what level of the spine uh, you'll get different presentation of the symptoms so the higher up the spine uh, the less distance down the leg as an example so down all the way down to the toes it might be the lowest segment s1 but even then it's very specific as to where that nerve supplies down the leg but yeah absolutely there's many different things probably the most important thing is to recognize what's going on and have it assessed right away um general general non-specific low back pain you know that back spasm or pain that people get um, typically can resolve on its own and does really well with moderate exercise being active not just 
just laying in bed, um, generally keeping up with a normal activity level, but still using pain as your guide. And typically we'll see improvement early on in the first couple of weeks and then resolution over the first four to six weeks. Discs don't follow that same pattern. They're quite different. The pain and the severity of the pain might be somewhat the same at the beginning, but it continues. It, there's other stuff that goes with it, like I was talking about often numbness or tingling, um, acute muscle spasm, difficulty coughing, sneezing, going to the bathroom. A lot of that, if that kind of are the symptoms that you're seeing, those are the ones that we definitely need to see early and how we manage them will be different. But typically, if somebody's having a lot of pain sitting, bending, coughing, sneezing, one of the things you can do best for yourself is get up, walk. Even if you can only walk a little bit at first, still start by walking. And if you need to take a break, often we see these patients, they come in, they look crooked. That they're bent thing, to yeah. the side and that's the ones that think I'm out I'm out of place and it's yes you are you're definitely what we call shifted to the side there's a cause for that it's basically a combination of spasm and the body's own way of trying to alleviate the pressure on that disc so if that's happening certainly trying to you know standing and looking at a mirror and trying to gently stand a bit more upright can help not trying to force yourself too much too quickly and then again back to what I was saying kind of doing some walking laying down these are the patients that when they're really severe they lay on the floor mm. they don't even try to sleep in bed they get that's down me. yep Absolutely. onto the floor and yep. and that's the only place they can get relief and uh, and then sometimes they need help off the floor but at least they got a little bit of relief but is that a bad thing there. no it's not when you know and again i might have a few medical people out there cringing when i say that but to say this but this is my experience it's in the early stages of these really acute disc problems it's what you need to do to get through it is the best thing for you. And if you tell me it's, you know, standing with one leg up and out to the side <laughs> with your finger on top of your head, I'd say Whatever's do working. that. Absolutely. Typically, though, they're they're pretty predictable. They are people who are laying on the floor. And if that's what you need to do, a firm surface like that is good for it. So you get to, you basically are getting the spine into an extended position. It extends it. It alleviates some of the pressure on the disc. Some people get more relief by laying down with their knees bent up over a roll. That's the that's the position of the least pressure on the disc. Scientific studies have proven that. Hmm. So again, it's early on how you're managing it is different for everybody. We use a combination of things. Oftentimes acupuncture is very effective for it because of the fact that it can alleviate that muscle spasm. It does help with the circulation of, an in, circulation of endorphins and enkephalins and these chemicals in our body that mediate pain. Um, we'll use combination of other modalities, just trying to get that spasm and giving some people some comfort. But the most important thing we do in the first be early stages of this is education and sitting down and talking to a patient of, here's what you're going to expect. Here's what's normal. Here's what to watch out for, like I talked about earlier. Here's what's not normal. Here's when to go to emerge. Don't phone me sort of a well, thing. That's what I wanted to ask. Are you treating the pain or are you curing? Oh, well, at the, in the early stages, you're just helping somebody manage it. You, you're working towards solving the problem, but early on, the, the pain's arising not from the disc itself because it doesn't have nerve endings. It's the body's reaction to that 
change in the in the structure of the disc and so it's the spasm so you're the answer is both you're dealing with the symptoms but that's going to get you to the resolution mm-hmm. stage now when you've had damage to the disc and you have stenosis uh, let, let's use that word cure there isn't one if somebody's promising a cure whether it's traction or acupuncture or ims or all these treatments that we've got they're going to help you get to the point where your spine is is as healthy as it's going to be but some of those changes that are there they're going to be there that being said the disc or the what we call the nucleus that ball of jelly when it's extended gone to the outer wall it can retreat back into the middle and it can alleviate the pressure that's there and we can have normal lives after a disc injury and then that's what takes us to the kind of the final stages of these and where we're typically doing strengthening and building up somebody's ability to maintain their um, best posture for the spine so they can be back to activity and and you always uh, will say when it comes to that point, when you've got the pain reduced, things are as best as they can be, to the reminder about the twisting, the turning, about Correct. bending properly with the bucket. Right. You know, making sure that you are bending your knees, just not using your back, all of That's that. That's right. And it doesn't mean you can never bend from your yeah. waist again. It's it's being careful and also being aware of what can cause the problem, like you just said. So another example is somebody with stenosis, that one earlier on we were talking about where the vertebrae are getting closer together and there's less room for the nerves to exit. With those patients, we're flexing them a lot. So their exercises tend to be more bringing their knees to their chest, um, touching their toes, sitting in a chair and touching do, their do toes. What? Hey, touching what? Their toes. You've got them. Yeah, I haven't seen them in years. <laughs> They're there. We're we're almost out of time, and I want to get to some of these texts. I so bet this is the rapid text round. Hit uh, me. What do you think of the inflatable traction devices for the neck? Um, they can be effective. They they work like a three ring collar. They they alleviate pressure on the discs much like they like it would if they were coming to see us and we were doing it manually. So my suggestion is start with it very light. See if you get relief. If you are getting relief, you can do a little bit more. If it works for you, keep doing it. I have had a lower back pain when standing or walking for 30 minutes or so since 18. I'm now 36. Mm. X-rays show nothing, uh, neither ultrasound. Also had an injection in my SI joint. What could possibly be wrong? Okay, so that one's a tough one. There can be with that when walking is a problem and it's causing that kind of lower back pain. I'd want to know if it's associated with lower back, with leg pain. Uh, it can be something called intermittent claudication. There's some other problems that can be creeping up, including the SI joint. Until I saw it, it would be a difficult one to so answer they need just to come on in a text. See you, for yeah, sure. you bet. Uh, are there exercises one can do specifically to help runner's knee? Well, yeah, there absolutely is. Um, You want it with runner's knee. It depends on, again, this is a tough one to answer really quickly, but we want to alleviate any of the shortened tissues that are putting stress on the knee, and we want to basically strengthen the ones that are weaker around the knee. So we would want to see the specific patient that's got the problem, and then we would deal with it from there. Many of our listeners asking the same question. You know, you mentioned it a moment ago. Are inversion tables safe? So again, it depends on the problem that you're using it for and how you start it. Lots of my patients do progress to using an inversion table after we've successfully treated them for a lower back disc or 
or a stenotic type problem. And basically what's happening is you're using your body weight to distract the spine and alleviate the pressure on the nerve root. It also stimulates mechanoreceptors, which feels good. So without spending any more time on what's happening, the answer is they can be safe. I recommend somebody use it for a short period of time at first. If they're feeling comfortable with it, they can increase the amount of time and also the amount of inversion. But always start very easy, see what kind of results you're getting. If it's aggravating the problem, it's not good. So don't just think, well, that's normal. Let's keep doing it and see how it goes. If you have any more questions for Grant, you can go to leadingedgephysio.com. There's an Ask the Physio question box right there. Click on it, send it in to Grant. We'll talk to you again next month. Can't wait. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.